Hi guys, JM here today. Uh, as I said, I'd be posting a new one every day. So today I just wanted to talk a bit more about like mystical. And the mystical topic today is coping mechanisms. Uh, hope you enjoy this one. As I said, uh, coping mechanisms today. I'm here with my friend RC. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Don't. Okay, yeah, I'm with my friend RC today, and we're we're just gonna break it down a little bit. Okay. So, when did you start like coping with things? When, when did, did you notice that you like started doing things to cope? It's mm, an interesting question. I think like naturally, as like everyone moves on in their like moves through their life, you find your you find yourself coping with things like. I guess, like, from my childhood. One of the things... You know what? I realize I journal a lot. And, like, I've been journaling for, like, a long time. I started... I I had this one notebook in seventh grade that I started to write in, like, every day. Like, I would make it consistent with myself. I'm going to write in this journal every single day. Like a dream journal? Not even a dream journal. Just, like, recounting. Like, I had... It was, like, a tiny, tiny little notebook... And every single, I would promise myself that every day I would fill that page, like, with whatever. So, it, like, oh. like back then, like, nothing was really happening, too. So, I would just be saying, like, oh, today we had teriyaki and rice for dinner. <laughs> it was average. Like, something like that. Like, it was just, like, 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 little counts of my day. And, like, in the moment, I knew that, like, in the future, I was going to look back and be like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Like, I wonder, like, because, you know, like, I think as a child, too, I understood that, like, I'm a very I'm like a very nostalgic person and mm. I like looking back on things specifically with like writing. Yeah. So I've just been journaling for a really long time. Um I kind of stopped in um like high school a little bit, but I still like would go back to my journal. I recently looked back on my high school journal and I was reading a bunch of stuff from then. Um and I don't want to. I don't want to get off topic, but if I can just explain what I wrote, go ahead, like, go ahead. You're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want. Okay. <laughs> I remember in my journal, um, every Thanksgiving I do this thing where I write like people that I'm grateful for and why. Oh, you got like the special index for people. Right, kind of, yeah. Mm. Um, and so one year, I think my senior year of co- of high school, I wrote in my journal. Um, sorry, they're doing circles. Yeah, you hear that burnout? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was hearing things. No, they was... do that every single day. Hold on. That's let me scary. let me also give our listeners a little visual right now. We're sitting on my patio. Um, we're in the middle of Anaheim. So, you know, if you hear a little, you know, sounds outside, that's just what happens in Anaheim. Skirt, 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 skirt. But anyways, um, so in there's my journal... Fucking ta- there's duct tape on this fucking marble table i don't know what it's because i bought this off of craigslist and the the sides were like falling off so the previous <laughs> owner had like taped it together so it doesn't fall apart yeah y'all gotta replace these pieces oh my. i don't even i love the aesthetic i love it <laughs> it's just so like, grunge no literally i got all of this furniture for like 20 bucks steal steal facebook marketplace shout out sponsor me facebook <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah so in my journal i was writing and for thanksgiving um that year i wrote for my mom i wrote like she loves me even though i can be a disappointment or something and i read that shit i was like no like you're not a disappointment like don't say that about yourself um kind of self-defeating right but like looking back i can say that now like oh you're not a disappointment but in the moment you know i really felt like it Mm -hmm. so 
Do you, do you think that changes things? Do you think, like, nostalgia changes your perspective about things going forward? Like... Um, a bit. Because, like, you know, when I think about things that happen to me now, like, in the back of my head, I know that in, like, five years, this will just be all a memory. And, then, you know, the pain that I feel, or even the happiness that I feel now, like, it's all very fleeting. Oh. And, like, I think, like, that comes a little bit with my Buddhist upbringing. The, like, mm. the whole... Everything's you, impermanent. Right. Everything's impermanent. Everything changes um life is suffering whatever all that shit wait wait, wait hold on do you know the song everything stays by adventure in adventure Time? yes I love dude that, song. that that's got that has like such buddhist mentality behind it that, that like, i think the creator of that show is very spiritual because he made midnight gospel too oh my gosh midnight gospel i love no, that you're show. gonna get me started i cried <laughs> in that last episode really i i already knew what happened so i didn't really cry oh but- you saw the uh, the og one no, I just, like, I already, like, from spoilers, like, I already knew what was going to happen. But, like... I feel bad for you. <laughs> but it was I'm still so a really touching episode. I think, mm. like, um, I think that part where his mom goes, like, like, where, you know, he like he's like, like, what do I do after you're gone, basically? And then she's like, you just cry, you know? I think that was a very, like, impactful moment of that episode. Because I was like, she's right. Like, in the moment when you, when things happen, all you can do sometimes is just cry. And that's okay. Nah, you try to resurrect her through black magic. <laughs> That's what I'd try. Shit, if that was real, oh my god, I'd be trying that shit all day. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I guess, journaling and that kind of perspective helps me a lot when I deal with things. Because I know that it's going to pass. Mm. How, it's, just, it's just another journal entry, I guess. How often do you journal? These days I've been journaling every single day. Just because like, I don't really have anything else to do. And, like, I don't want to, like, you know, be on my phone constantly. So mm-hmm. I try to, like, switch in between activities. So I'll be, like, on my phone for an hour. I'll be, like, okay, like, this is getting boring. I'll read my book for, like, what, another hour. I'll be, like, okay, this is getting boring. Uh, I'll, like, journal for another, like, 30 minutes, an hour. I'll meditate a little bit. That's getting boring. Meditate. No, I actually feel you a lot on that. Uh, I didn't – I haven't actually told anyone this, but – I brought a spiral notebook or just like the black like camo notebook. Mm -hmm. I brought one to the UK and I did that for every single day because Mm -hmm. like in that same way, I wanted to be nostalgic about the things that I wrote. Yeah. And one day that phone thing really hit. One day I just took this train. So there's tubes. They call them tubes Mm -hmm. going in every direction, Mm -hmm. essentially, to the UK. Mm -hmm. There's one that's called the Northern Line, Mm -hmm. and it takes you so far, like, to Greater London. Mm. And at the end, I rode it all the way to the end of the line. I just fell asleep on the train. I was like, fuck it, whatever. Nobody robbed me, thank God. But when I got to... I'm dumb, dude. What were we talking about? Uh, Coping. (laughs) <laughs> so we, we took a break because we were talking about traveling and yeah and jay didn't want to talk about traveling to uk again which is valid yeah um, i kind of just talked briefly about my travels to korea this summer um but yeah so we were talking about like coming back yeah after you came back what how are you coping right because when you travel you don't think about things for a while and then uh-huh. you come back and you're like you know you're fl- flashback to reality <laughs> and but with jay and me we both kind of have things going on at home and so like coming back to your reality after you had been putting it off for two weeks or a month or whatever like it's kind of it's ass like because you know mm-hmm. also like we're both like living by ourselves we're, f- we're figuring out how to live by ourselves in this very com- no i wouldn't i don't want to say complicated because things aren't complicated things are very simple actually 
Really? You think things aren't aren't complicated? With okay, your life? things are as complicated as they will be your entire life. Do you, do you think that's not because of how you uh, perceive, like, your over-awareness to others? I guess so. But it's just, like, you know, things are always going to be happening in your life is what I'm thinking of. Like, just, like, you're never going to be in a time where things aren't happening. Oh. You know? Okay. If, like, I'm... The problems that I'm facing now, they might not be relevant to me in five years. But in five years, I'm going to have my other set of problems. Like, it's just things are going to be constantly happening to us it's just rolling with it right so okay. the problems that we're facing now are like you know figuring out how to live by yourself um figuring out who you are outside of your family who you are outside of your friends mm. who you are by yourself and i feel like that's the toughest part i think something that i've been dealing with for the last like year is figuring out like who i am by myself in a room alone like what is that like you know like who am i when i'm by myself like, do you exist if you <clears throat> if you really aren't in a room with someone else? Right, exactly. Like that kind of stuff. And so that that that's why I like journaling and like. What have you What have you figured out about that? I think I've just realized that like, I mean, I'm still on this journey, so I have really no idea who I am. But mm. um, I think I've just realized I'm someone who. I, I definitely realize I'm someone who overthinks, like, a lot. My friends are always talking about, like, stop overthinking. Like, you're Preach. thinking all the time. Preach. Preach oh <laughs> But it's, like, it's that, that's not something I can really stop. I've just always been like this. Like, since I was a kid, I've always just, like, been in my head. But I think it's, like, it's, like, when it gets, like, when it starts, like, um, affecting, like, like, you know, your positivity. And, your like, relationships. Your relationships, the way you, you know, inter- Communicate with people. Right. Yeah. That's when it becomes, like, a problem. I haven't really felt that the only problem that my overthinking has done for me is definitely been spiraling in like depressing thoughts uh-huh, it's hard uh-huh. to spi- it's hard to stop spiraling though. it's hard to get out that whirlpool for sure oh my gosh and it's like so much easier like I, I remember like every time i have this conversation with my friends they're always like just go outside just go just like you know do a grocery sh- trip and it's like <laughs> i know like that's obviously the easy answer but at the end of the day it I'm comes s- back i'm still gonna come home and if the thoughts are still gonna come yeah. back come back to me De- Dude, it gets worse when it gets existential. When you get to that, when you get to that layer of hell where it's just like, none of this matters. All this bullshit. You know, the world's gonna end in like X amount of years, anyways. I that's was, funny that you say that because that's I think the only thought that doesn't bother me. I think wow. I've, I've dealt with my existential like pretty early on in my life, and what and like when I like look at media like Midnight Gospel and like things about death. It doesn't really scare me because I think also death has been around since like for me for a very long time. Mm. One of my earliest memories is the memory of my great grandma passing and her like passing out in our house. Oh, shit. And like I was like two at the time. So that was my first kind of like concept with death. Like oh. I knew that something happened. You were conscious at two? That's what I'm saying. No, but that that's what made me conscious. That moment, I was like, it was just like such a groundbreaking moment for me that I was like, wait, what oh, is going on? <laughs> like, whoa. I remember that Fucking day too. Hands. No, it was so funny because that day I was like, I think I was like sick. It was like our last like two days in Korea before we had to go back home. Mm. Um, and my grandma passes out and I was sick and I had to take this medicine. But because everyone was kind of like scrambling and was kind of like in emergency <laughs> mode, I like I Nobody was like, I was gave like, you that medicine? No, someone did give me the medicine. My grand my my aunt like she was like she gave me the medicine and she like you know was waiting for me to finish it but like she looked away i just like poured it on the sink <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like i'm not gonna drink this right now i ain't getting poisoned by pharma <laughs> fuck this 
No, no, but it was Oriental medicine, which makes it worse. Because oh my parents, my they God. or my grandparents, they have like a like a a clinic, like an acupuncture middle, like old Chinese medicine clinic. The you know the have you seen the movies? Yes, where like, I, yeah, they, it they, has they a bunch the, of jars. It has like snakes' heads. It has. No, no, not like that. But like they have like drawers <laughs> oh, of just yes. like herbs and shit like yes, that. I've yes, yes, we have one of those downstairs. Um, because they own like a clinic. Oh, oh. The medicine works wonders. It just tastes like ass. But that's that's, that's besides the point. That's when I became conscious. And then when I in like in elementary school, my grandpa passed away. I think this was like fourth grade. And then my cat passed away in like sixth grade. So just like a, like not that they were like really like not that I was even really close to my grandpa, but like just that they thought of death, which is like around. It was a steady yeah. Right. So like I, I remember I was the most existential about death and stuff like that in high school. Mm. Um, but I realized the more that you think about it and the more that you spiral about it, it things don't get better. <laughs> like, things actually become very, this very bad. This does not get better here. No, but, like, I do know what you're talking about. Like, because I'm, like, I would used to, like, you know, we would all have these, like, you're laying in bed, you're closing your eyes, and you're like, damn, one day I'm going to die. Like, that's a reality. Like, I am going to die. That's not something that just, like, I'm saying will happen. It will happen. It can happen tomorrow. It can happen right now. Shit. It can happen we right could, now. We could fall on this table and break it in half. Really? Like, literally, <laughs> like you could, I could fall over right now, slip my head open, call my life over, you know? Don't do that, because then I'm going to get arrested and do 50 to life. Please don't do that. Gonna do that's going to be horrible for me in the long term, because <laughs> I'm going to, I will survive in prison, right? Like, I'm not kidding. Like, prison? You, you'll survive in prison? I'm going to have to give up booty in prison. Right, but you'll survive. Is what you're saying? I'm gonna try, but if my booty breaks, uh, that shit, that shit's tough. Uh, <laughs> and it's all because you wanted to die right now. Come on. Nar. Oh my gosh. Nar. Um, okay, but uh, no, I actually feel you on that. It's funny that you mentioned it was it was two years old. Yeah. Uh, so my the the idea of my birth is like almost cursed. I was I was born four days after nine eleven. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so essentially, uh, what was it? Uh, I was born four days after 9-11, and then a year later, like, I think a week or a couple days before it, mm-hmm. my, gran- my grandma on my dad's uh, side dies. Mm. And so my birthday just got postponed. Because of that? Yeah, they were just like, nah, fuck fuck his birthday <laughs> so i'm i could be just 19 years old right now nobody would know nobody what would you what do you mean like spiritually i could be 19 years old because nobody celebrated my first birthday you do you know about that that's interesting in asian cultures it's like if, if you, you don't celebrate your birthday you didn't turn that you didn't really have it yeah really i didn't know about that yeah that's why people in uh asia value it so much really yeah because back like i think way back i know the first i know the first year birthday matters a lot to asian people like for koreans it's like this whole thing um there's like a like it's, it's a, like a ceremony it's or like a, it's like the uh it's like the, the biggest the toy thing right right it's like the biggest birthday of your life is when you turn one yeah <laughs> so like <laughs> you pick you pick the wrong item no yeah you know i think i think i picked um i think i picked like calculator or something like i was supposed to go into like <laughs> math which is like com- completely opposite of who i am now that is not that but, is not rude you know it's just old old traditions yeah uh Within the Philippines, because they were so bad at record keeping, colonialism, bullshit like mm-hmm. that. Uh, if you didn't have your, if you didn't mark your birthdays, there was a myth that you would get taken away because you mm-hmm. weren't celebrated that year. Ah, oh, interesting. In reality, 
A lot of people just got human trafficked. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, that's see. why people got taken away. Uh, that wasn't like... Okay. That was just some... That was their coping mechanism, essentially. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, I... Re- going back to my situation, didn't have my first birthday celebrated. They mm-hmm. postponed it. Mm-hmm. But from then on, birthdays were always a huge thing for me. Because mm. my mom... She's, like, really big on that, and she felt that. Mm. And after that death, I was always made, like, acutely aware of her, of my grandma. Right. Because, uh, are your, are your relatives buried in, like, a mausoleum? Um. Or is it, like, a cemetery? Yeah, cemetery. Cemetery? Yeah. Okay, so, there's a thing in my grandma's mausoleum mm-hmm. where it's it's like a hillside cemetery mm-hmm. built along a hill and then there's a whole building of just marble mm-hmm. where they keep dead bodies and it's like on plates. I think I've been to one of those but that's very that's like a very catholic thing right? yeah that is that's such a religious thing right essentially though I went there when I was like four or five and then I would go every year mm-hmm. and I would just walk it was like so quiet and peaceful I was just like that's like that's like the weirdest thing about I think like cemeteries is the fact that they are so peaceful, like you really like it's like weird because like you know you go in and you think you like you have these like these weird vibes like oh my god like there's like dead people all around me but then you you know you like you take a deep breath and you like really you're in the moment it's it's really nice honestly like like <laughs> right like it's just like really peaceful I when I was in Korea this year I visited one of my mom's best friends who had just passed away. Mm. Um, and we visited his, like, place. So in Korea, they don't really have room for cemeteries. And if you can afford, like, a, a in-the-ground cemetery... Are you rich, rich? Like, that, yeah, that's, like, rich, that's like, money, money. But oh um, we went to, like, one of those, like, I don't know if we have them here. But it's, like, a room. And it's, like, it's, like, uh, I, I, know, I know we have them here. But they're a little less popular, I'd say. But they're, like, they're, like, walls. And then you have, like, your ashes, like, in an urn. And then yeah. you're, like, placed in a thing. Yeah, they would do that there. But that's on, like, the side wall. You pay more money to have your body buried in, like, Right, the exactly. Um, just walking through, though, is, like, really nice. It's, like, really, like, peaceful. Also, the place that um, my mom's friend got buried at was, like, in, like, this mountainous area. So, like, the surrounding area is also just, like, really yes, beautiful. Yes, yes. Same thing. And it's, like, it's all just greenery, right? Right, yeah. It's so weird how they isolate it. Yeah. Because when you think about it, if someone took a dead body, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know until, like, it was so later. Mm. I guess, but I mean... That's one thing I've always been thinking about. Like, what if the dead bodies aren't even there? <laughs> that, I'm but who would, who would be taking them? Like, I don't know. People just take dead bodies. Right. People take animal horns, like... That makes sense, I think. I think if people were, like, buried with things, you know, yeah. it would make sense grave that they robbing. would they would want to take those things. Right? People have been grave robbing for a minute. Do they still do that? I, I honestly don't even know. I mean, I'm sure rich people, or, like, dead rich people probably get grave robbed. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine getting buried with so much, like, gold and, like, jewelry? And then you just see your body being robbed and you're like, what the fuck? I don't know. I think it would be kind of funny, honestly. I'm like, I'm like dead. What am I like? What, what opinion am I gonna have over my fucking dead body? Like, yeah, I'll go fucking take it. No, but imagine like when you get buried with it, it like comes with you in spirit form, and then mm. your chain gets snatched, and then mm. it disappears. Would you get pissed? Interesting. I don't know. I feel like my idea of death is is like 
it's really just like you just die and there's like nothing yeah you think there's just like black right like i'm sure we kind of like project into like some sort of like spiritual realm mm. that obviously i can't describe now but i'm not really banking on the fact that i'm gonna remember who i am or remember what i did mm. like when i die i think i'm just gonna die like i think i'm just like things are just gonna disappear you think you'll just fall to like the astral realm yeah or just like the black hole yeah right dude there was, there was this really crazy theory I thought about. And this is, like, one of my ways of coping with death. Is that, like... I think I've already experienced death before. What do you mean? So... Uh, when I... When I was in high school... Mm-hmm. There was basketball courts, right? Mm-hmm. And every day, we're always playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day, really competitive teams are built. Mm-hmm. Like, we have people from the high school basketball team. We have people who are, like, track stars. Mm-hmm. And somehow, I ended up in this shit. Like, even though I play water polo, I'm just like, all right, well, I guess I'm playing. Uh-huh. Fuck. <laughs> I already played, like, three games, too. Yeah. So I was just like, I am fucked here. Yeah. But I decided, you know what? It's like a Friday. I think it was a Friday. You That's just, like, why. joined the team? Or you just, like, played with them for a night or something? No, no. So, like, we uh, winter stays on. Okay. Winter stays on type thing. And, like, my teams were cracked. Okay. For, like, the past three rounds. Uh-huh. And, but I think three people got off on both teams. Oh, uh, so they, and, okay. And we just had, like, diff, like, a whole practically new team. Right, okay. Essentially, uh, we make a fast break. I get the ball. I go up for a layup. And then everything turns blinding white and then flashes black. Oh. Yeah. And I wake up. And I'm being carried, like, arm in arm. Uh-huh. And then I blink again, and I'm sitting in a chair. Okay. And I blink again, and I'm in a car. Blink at the doctor. Blink home. Mm, and okay. turns out, I got a fucking concussion. From what? From going for a layup. Someone challenged me and, like, smacked my head instead of the ball on the way up. Ah, damn. And I fell backwards and cracked my head on the back. Yikes. I'm not even sure if, like... I'm not even sure if, like, it's, like, hurt or anything. I didn't even check that. I think they did a CAT scan, but I came out fine. (laughs) So you just, like, ended up with a concussion. Yeah, and I got off school for a week. Interesting. Yeah, and he was... He was... I remember that guy was such a dick to me. And my way of just, like, dealing with it was just, like, ignoring him. Right. But I remember for the rest of the year, he stopped being a dick to me. And he stopped, like, he was, I remember this vividly when I was, like, in the office. He was trying to, like, gaslight me into saying that it wasn't his fault. Mm. And I just, at that point, I was just ignoring him. I was just like, whatever, man. I don't care. Right. But so so you f- you feel like your experience was like a near death experience or like it was like a glimpse into what death would be like yeah i think death at least for me it looks like just last moments kind of like a flashback Mm. black screen no that makes sense i i definitely feel like they say that death is like the biggest orgasm of your life have you heard that (laughs) the biggest have you heard that heard that before really because like well, they've done scans of the de- the brain as it's dying. Oh, because people try to, like, chase death type of thing? No, it's. It, I think it's because, like, as you die... I mean, I could be completely wrong. But, like, as you die, your brains are, like, trying to, like, you know, grasp onto life. So it mm. sends a bunch of, just, like, a bunch of waves through your brain. 
So like, you know, um, you're just getting like super stimulated. And like, uh, I've watched like videos of people who like have had like, you know, they were dead, but then they got brought back to life. Like, you know, um, and they always say the same thing. They're always like, it's the most peaceful feeling ever. Like you, you wake up and then you feel this kind of like suffering, this dread, this oh, pain that, that you can't really like explain unless you've died before and you know what it's like to live without it. God damn it. I didn't make it to the next level. <laughs> I'm stuck here. <laughs> but yeah, so like if I mean, if they say that if death is the biggest orgasm in your life and then you feel the most peaceful afterwards, death can't be that bad, you know, it, wow. like it, it really can't. And like, I don't know. I'm not really scared of death. I'm I'm more scared of like from now to like my life between death you know death mm. is like oh it's gonna happen to me so you know whatever what's the rest of the bullshit i gotta do until i get there exactly exactly life I, is about like to me life is about like the relationships you make with people and mm. your interactions and the way that you impact people like that if you did come back to life though do you think you'd be able to handle that idea do you think like let's say let's say they figure it out in uh in like 100 200 years how to bring you back mm-hmm would you be okay if they brought you back against your will? Honestly, no. I think no. I would just want to stay dead. I think, you know, like, ignorance is bliss. Mm. I think I wouldn't want to find out what life is like after I died. Because mm. at that point, it's, like, not my business anymore. Like, <laughs> like you know, whatever happens after my death, it's like, eh. Oh, so what's your thoughts on time travel, then? Would you, would you time travel? I think I would... You know, that's an interesting question. I've never thought about this. Um, I would... I think if I want to time travel, I would want to... Of course, I would take the opportunity, you know? I would want to see what the future is like, but I would also want to see what the past is like. But I don't think I would do anything to change, like, to go back to myself and be like, hey, don't do this. Uh, that's the caveat, though. You're doing it regardless. By being there, you are changing something regardless. That's what I'm... That's your a... presence wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. Well, I think, like, I would want to go to the future and just, like, hide in a bush. And just, like, you know, <laughs> like, just, like, see what's up. And then, you know, travel, like, 300 years back and be like, okay, this is cool. And then just, <laughs> and then just like, not do anything else. That's butterfly effect, though. You Have you heard of that? No. So, uh, they made a whole ass movie on this, which is with Ashton Kutcher. It was such bullshit. Mm-hmm. But the effect, the idea of the effect is interesting. A butterfly can mm-hmm. land on the opposite side of the world and cause an earthquake in japan mm, interesting and so it it can, pertains to the idea that you can decide to not do anything in a different time mm-hmm. and it will still somehow have a rippling effect so you say you want to hide in a bush right so 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 you're saying if you had the opportunity to time travel you wouldn't i would entirely no, even knowing that I, I would change how things are supposed to happen because the fact that I'm able to time travel means that it was supposed to happen anyway interesting I, I, I get that if fate is always what would you uh, do though well first I find out what happened here I want to see I want to see imagine your future happened. self is like standing right by that gate oh just, don't like, do hearing it. this conversation <laughs> and then he just fucking stabs you he just ends the loop no no that'd be funny oh my gosh would you look into the past into the past if you went in the future mm. would you look into your family i know there's a, mm. even if you say there's not there's a part of everyone who would want to know what happened to their family um 
there's not anything that I really don't have answers for. Um, if anything, I would, I'm very, I'm more anxious about my future than I am my past. So I would want to see things in my future. But then I feel like that would only make me more anxious. Because then I'll go back to my reality and be like, okay, well, how the fuck do I get there? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how did that happen? Bro, you end up a billionaire? Yeah. Bro, the first Asian American billionaire. Is there not? Orange. Has there not been an Asian American no, really? There has to be. One. There has to be. There has to be. At least like one. at least overseas. Oh, the guy who made Alibaba. What is Alibaba again? It's Amazon, but for Asia. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Like yeah. AliExpress. Yes. I no, see. that is that is mm-hmm. what it is. Oh, really? Alibaba is AliExpress. Oh. That's like the suffix or the prefix to Ali. I think that's just like an overall conglomerate now. Dude, you know that guy disappeared? Who? The guy who made it? He disappeared? They made him disappear. They made him disappear. Yeah, because uh, he, he spoke again. He spoke out against the party. And so he disappeared for like a solid month. And then he came out looking completely different. Oh, really? They're like, oh, that's that. a plug now. I did not know that. Yeah, I'm not surprised that shady shit goes on. Dude. No, shit's been good. Okay. I've been going down a bit of a spiral hole. Uh-huh. In like... I mean... So, uh... Lastly, how has, like, coping helped you, like, overall? Do you think it's better to cope than to, like, deal with things directly? Mm. Well, I think, obviously, it's better to cope. I think, like, people have their ways of coping, whether it be healthy or unhealthy. Mm. I think finding a healthy balance for whatever works for you is best. Um, I definitely have some unhealthy coping mechanisms, too. Like, I'm not saying that, like, I'm, you know, God at (laughs) self-care. At coping. (laughs) Yeah, like, no, I definitely have some things that I, you know, need to kind of brush out. But I think... I think just, like, having a routine or, you know, like, having a kind of, like, I want to say, like, safe space or something to, like, you know, like, fall onto when you're, like, going through it. A cushion. Right. I think that's very beneficial. True. And, like, easier said than done. Not everyone can just, you know, pick up a journal and start writing about, you know, whatever. I think, I realize it is difficult for a lot of people. Not everyone can just, you know, like... We before this we started this podcast we had talked about voice memos and like yeah, we're, just talking to myself. We're probably in like the outliers of people who know how to cope so well. <laughs> there are probably people who are there's probably There's definitely how many people do you think we know who like can cope well with things? I say a lot of my friends, at least the people I surround myself with, are really good at like coping and like find like doing things that'll help them. There's definitely also people I know who don't have the best way of coping with things, but to each their own. Like I can't, I can't judge someone for how they cope with things, whether it be unhealthy or healthy. I can't. That's my way of coping with things. I judge people very hard. I don't. Yeah, we can debate if that's good or bad later. But <laughs> that, no, that's a horrible thing. I I own up to that. I can judge myself very hard as well. Right. Um. But yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question. Uh, I mean, how do you feel like? Do you feel like there is anything that you would want to do, to like? 
I don't know, like, be better at co- Like, is there something that you want to, like, kind of try out or anything like that? Uh, okay, I'll answer the first, or my mm-hmm. question first, and then I'll answer yours. Okay. So, I'm kind of on the fence with whether or not it's better to co- I think there are some situations where you have no other choice but to cope with it. Right. And, like, do certain things that seem debatable. Right. But then there are things that, like, I know people are making conscious efforts to avoid where they definitely shouldn't be. And it's... I think it hurts to cope when you're hurting others with your actions. I think that's a bad way of handling it. Right. Uh, Sorry, can you read... Can you ask your question again? Um, I was just asking if there's, like, anything that, like, you would, you, like, want to, I don't know, is there any aspect of your, like, life that you want to better, like, better right now? Oh, yeah. Uh, I definitely want to better my ability in responding to people. I feel I leave a lot of people hanging, whether that's, like, a problem of myself or just me not being willing to share with people uh i think that probably comes from how i was handled when i was younger mm-hmm. a lot of so like bettering your like responses and yes being, being more timely being more open mm. that type of deal I but see. also being more direct with people because mm. there's so much ambiguity in our world Mm -hmm. I hate doing that now I really like just cutting it right that makes sense I I admire that I definitely also have to work on like being honest with how I feel about things that's like like this past week like it was my birthday last week happy birthday (laughs) thanks um but I ran into a lot of trouble with like with friends because like um just like I was really disappointed or like let down with the way that some of my friends acted or like some of the way that like oh that us well yeah well it's just like there's like some friends that I that I they knew how important it was for them to be there but then they weren't mm. um, you know so it wasn't even the fact that they had other plans or the other priorities it's just like that they didn't like update me which I was kind of hurt about um but that oh, you was trying to you were trying to chase them about something you valued essentially kind of it was just more like like they know like they knew how important to me the event was and how important it was for them to show up because i'm what personally like the way that i show support is through numbers you know like being there showing up you know presence right yeah stuff like that and like they know that very clearly about me and so, like, you know, when I get last-minute responses or last-minute updates, like, oh, like, we're not going to make it or, like, something like that, oh. it's kind of, like, it's kind of, like, that, feel, fake. that fake feels shitty. Fake it, fake it. I feel, I don't want to call them fake because, you know, they did have their other plans and they didn't mean to not show did up. Did they, bro? You don't know what <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, I, I, that's like, the fuck thing. That's you the thing. Don't know. I, like, I didn't know. And then I reached out and I was, like, hey, like, just letting you know, it made me really upset because I was let down. And, like, I'm not saying that it's your fault or that's anyone's fault, but... I had wished at least that you had updated me beforehand mm. or something. And I was really clear about how I felt. And this was kind of like the first time in my life where I was really communicative towards my friends. Like, usually when it comes to friends, like, I'm not the one that's going to be, like, making... I don't want to make trouble with friends because, you know, like, that's, like... It's, like, friends, like, you know, whatever. Um, but this time, I was like, you know what? Like, I am very upset. 
and like I want to be honest and I just want them to like know how I feel because I don't want this to linger in my mind whatever so I like communicated with them and I was like hey like this upset me whatever whatever and we like sorted things out we talked it through with all the friends that I like didn't show up and stuff so it's a it's been like an upwards hill learning how to like communicate to others when I feel upset why I feel upset and it's not like I expect anything of them either like if I tell them these things it's just for my own sake just to like feel better about just to know you let it all out right just doing the most I can on my end yeah so yeah do you do you feel like it's hard to get the other end from people I think it's always unpredictable like how other people are gonna respond like uh there's some friends who i reached out to and they were immediately they were like i'm sorry like you know this and this and this and i was like you know what it's okay like i just wanted to let you know that and you know we can make another plan another time mm. there's some friends who i reached out to and i said that and it became a very defensive conversation which is you know naturally anyone's gonna be defensive if they're gonna be accused of anything right like uh, i don't know about that i feel like naturally like your immediate response to when someone's like hey like i'm upset that you didn't show you're gonna be like oh well i had this and this and this come up like you know like i didn't whatever like you know it yeah but you you know that like there's there's different ways of delivering that and you you saw it firsthand there's like two sides of delivering it there's one where it's like apologetic because they know you you've been wronged and then there's the other side where it's I think I yeah they were defensive at first but then after talking out cuz I knew that they weren't trying to be hurtful they like they that wasn't their no one's intent no one wants to hurt other people you know yeah but that's you can say that about anything that's what i'm saying like they i just was trying to figure it out cuz i was like why would they do this like they knew that it was going to upset me like i know that they're not trying to they're like my longtime friends like they know me more than anyone else knows me basically so like why would they do this um and so you know their first response immediately was a little defensive and then i got a i I got irritated because i was like what the fuck like i just wanted an apology i didn't want this whole thing to be like excuses so then i talked to them about that i was like you know what i feel like you guys didn't really hear what i said you guys didn't really acknowledge my feelings were hurt um and this and this and this it turned into a way longer conversation than i had planned to initially so that's where I, I didn't expect. Like, you can have these conversations with people, and they can be either really defensive or just like, really apologetic. But it's just more of, like, you being honest with how you're feeling and, like, communicating that. Um, but, yeah, that's just... that I'm saying all this just because I'm just... Communication and learning how to be a better communicator has always been difficult for me. My parents have always been very avoidant when it comes to, like, real Ditto. feelings and stuff like that. Yep. So learning how to do this from scratch by myself is difficult. Asian parents. Asian parenting. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so um, not the best at it. I'm pretty good at communicating with partners and like relationships, I realize. Like I'm really good at like being honest with how I feel then. But I think it's only because, you know, in my mind, there's something to achieve from that. (laughs) There's a template to avoid. Right. You know what to like right. ignore. But it's hard to do that with friends, I realize. Like yeah. like talking to your friends about your feelings and how they upset you is much more difficult than talking to your boyfriend about how he wronged or how he upset you with this thing cuz you know. Oh yeah, because you aren't you aren't spending every day with them or you aren't spending most of your time with them. Right. Like, you're not spending your most of your time. You really shouldn't you shouldn't have a fight with your friend. That's not really like, you know. Like when it comes to like relationships, obviously you're gonna fight. Everyone knows you're gonna have fights. Everyone knows you're gonna have disagreements. So the obvious thing to do is work it out. But when you have friends and you have fights, what do you do then? You know, that's something I've always struggled with. Um, so this year I'm trying to learn how to be more communicative, not only to friends but just like everyone around me, employers, professors, um, 
like not even I don't know about acquaintances, but like you know, close friends will take it well. Yeah. So. I aspire to do that. I honestly aspire to like. Not necessarily reach your level, but also make that same progress because. Uh, I felt for a long time I was ambiguous, mm-hmm. and apparently like you're every- ambiguous about. Like ambiguous yourself. about not only myself but what I'm doing, what my plans are, where I'm gonna be, and all that. Right. And people either got the wrong signal or the wrong take on it, or they just they just started not necessarily fiending, but they started they noticed when they heard information about me. Like uh, mm-hmm. I came back, I told you about the word thing, mm-hmm. and all my coworkers were chatting about me even though i had already left Mm -hmm. they were discussing me like actively Mm. like on a day-to-day basis they were oh did he deserve to be there and all this bullshit and i was just like they gave me the time off like yeah who who's fucking place dude uh you know uh Mm -hmm. dude I found out that she was talking about me to my bosses. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I found out that she was, like, giving opinions about my trip to mm-hmm. them. Interesting. And I was just like, well, you that, don't work here. That's facts. I think that just kind of happens, though. It like, does, it does, but, like, People just talking about each other and shit like that? Yeah, but it was even even they noted that it was like weird that everyone just started like wanting to figure out what's happening with me and like mm. wanting to find you are out kind of an enigma I yeah will say. i i mean that could it's not like a bad thing like i mean maybe to you it is a bad thing right now but i think there's a power in being kind of mysterious because <laughs> then you can show up and you know you do something and it's like ah well okay <laughs> that's popping i mean it's good because also that means people are paying attention yeah if people are talking true. about you that means people are paying attention that means you're doing something right that's true but i want people i guess the move going forward is i want people to pay attention for positive reasons right like okay. speaking well on my name not trying to track me down or mm. like well do you do you have you heard that thing goes no no there's no such thing as bad pr there's no such thing as bad press yeah yeah i've heard that i kind of till you know, i can't get a job uh that's fair i think i've definitely lived by that like i have had so much drama are surrounding me for the last like year <laughs> So like, True. so like every time that shit happens, you know, like I'm like, you know what? People are paying attention. What? What about it? True. True. They're gonna true. pay attention either way. Damn. Material girls. Material uh, girls. City girl. City girl gosh. up. City, city people up. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I think we should round out this. Yeah. Uh... All right. Thank you guys for today's episode. Uh, really appreciate you for coming on my podcast, talking mm-hmm. to me. This Talk was for fun. a long I, time. I enjoyed yeah. this. Um, well, my name is Rue. Thank you for having me. And hopefully, maybe in the future, we can do this again. You're going to see your DJ live set oh on, like, fucking Boiler Room or oh some shit in, like, <laughs> a thousand days or something. I don't I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Catch you later. This is Weird World. This is Weird World with JM. Catch you next time. <laughs>